0: Hey everyone, this is Dave Richards from Showcase and GoEerie.com. If you're looking to celebrate good times, come on down to Celebrate Erie on August 15th, when legendary R&B band Cool and the Gang will perform free concert at 8 p.m. on the main stage. I recently spoke with Robert Cool Bell, one of the band's original members, by phone about music, fandom, and how the band has managed to stay cool for decades. Boy, the honors have been rolling in for you guys lately. <laughs> Soul yeah, we've
1: been, uh, been a pretty good year, last year and this year after we hit our 50th anniversary.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think about all that? I mean, because you're still rolling, too. You're still an active band.
1: Yeah, well, we feel very good about it. I mean, uh, to be uh, together now over 50 years, and, you know, the different awards that's coming now, like we got the, uh, as you know, the Soul Train Award, and that will be a star in Hollywood's coming up, uh, uh, New Jersey uh, Hall of Fame, and. Yeah, well, things are picking up, and uh, it's a good time for us right
0: now. You even have uh, the Muppets doing your songs.
1: Yeah, I just saw. <laughs> we just saw that uh, we was up in Canada last week, and uh, one of my guys, I guess somebody uh, sent him on Facebook. It's all on Facebook. I <laughs> uh, think for the new Muppet show coming out right. in September, <laughs> they did a good job with Jungle Buggy. <laughs> That was, that's a funny little uh, little promo they doing
0: there yeah when you get folks like the the Muppets doing your songs you know you know you're part of the history books you know <laughs>
1: oh yeah well you know that's the um, the second one the first one they did was celebration uh, they call it was called like the Muppets in space or something uh, and, and uh, they did celebration this was about mm, it's had to be about seven years ago, I think, when they did that one. Because I came home one day, and kids across the street, they are about four or five years old. I mean, they, they know who I, you know, I was their neighbor. And then uh, I guess after seeing the Muppets, I guess they're Well, oh, you know, the guy that they're doing, their song they're doing, he they lives right across the street from us. And then I became popular with the kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So who do you think was more surprised to... Uh that you guys are opening for Van Halen, uh, you, you guys or, 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 the, the people who went to the show, and, and how did all that go?
1: I think it was a combination of us and the people that, uh, went to the show. Uh, this, that happened with, um, with, uh, David Lee Ross. Uh, he's he, the one that, that, went to Eddie and, uh, and, uh, uh Eddie's brother, uh, about who the gang opened up. He saw us at the uh, Glastonbury Music Festival at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a, a rock festival. And when uh, he saw us, he came back. And, uh, he said, listen, I got the perfect group to open up, for, you know, our, our anniversary. They were getting back together again after, after about 25 years, because he had left, you know. Right. And they said, who? Um, the coolie guy. He said, coolie guy? They just scratching. Their head. He said, yeah, I just saw these guys in this rock. A concert that week with, uh, U2 and, uh, Coldplay and all the various elements that was on that show. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then he was on to tell me that, uh, back in the, um in the 70s when they started, they used to play Hollywood Swing and Jungle Boogie in the clubs because they played at the Whiskey and Go Go in the various clubs out in LA. Then he said, in the 80s, you guys were like the, um, R&B Pop band during that time with the hits you had, and, uh, uh, a party manager, and we had you know uh what we did also in there you know, the song jump and you know he said so and then he said 60 of my audience is um ladies and he said you guys were lady," and nice. i said so he said cool so let's go out and have a party <laughs> and that's how it happened and i noticed when we did those 48 shows Every time we got to the end of our show, which was Ladies and I get down on in celebration, the crowd was up. So David knew exactly what he was doing. The fans were there with one day in the beginning. What was David thinking about? It. And after they saw the
0: show, the rest of history. I thought, I thought it was a great idea. I mean, there's a lot of people who like diverse music, rock, soul, you know, of everything. Why not yeah. put it together?
1: Yeah, and after that, Kid Rock off in Detroit. And he came back, and, uh, and uh, he wanted us to do the whole tour, but we couldn't do it. We had an obligation to do it, but we ended up doing 10 shows with him, too, the following year.
0: All right, now let me ask you about a couple of the, your real iconic songs, and tell me a little bit how they came about. Uh, start start with Celebration, because that's now an anthem everywhere.
1: Well, Celebration, that, that came about uh, after uh, uh, we, uh, we were out in L.A., and we had uh, won two uh, American Music Awards out there with uh, the song ladies night so my brother came up with this idea he said uh, i have this song and i'm calling it a celebration and we were celebrating because we had just won that award two and we all got together he had the music and the title and we put together the song we we'll se- will celebrate <laughs>
0: did that one come together pretty quickly then in the studio
1: yeah yeah he had the track mm-hmm. And the latter part of um, Ladies' Night had a celebration line in there. This is your
0: night,
1: night, everything will be all right. Come on, let's all celebrate. We took that
0: in there and that's a celebration. And how about uh, Ladies' Night? You mentioned that one. Uh, What's the origin of that song?
1: Ladies' Night came about me hanging out in New York back in the uh, late 70s. Uh, Studio 54, Regime's. And every Friday night, it was a Ladies' Night. At that time, we had just uh, decided to get a lead singer. As you know, we came James, JT Taylor, and uh, uh, George Brown had the music for it, and I came up with the title, and we put the, put together the song. It came from being, hanging out in the clubs, mm-hmm. and Ladies Night was the first record that we have ever had with a lead singer. Uh, on the East Coast, it exploded. The late Frankie Crocker in New York, he kind of broke the record, and, the rest is history. Well, I reckon we're number one on our V charts and top and on the uh, top charts.
0: Well, I mean, you guys were together a long time before. They, they You never had, like, just one lead vocalist? I mean, you you, what, you trade things around? Or?
1: Before it was more cu- a cooling-ice style of uh, singing. Each one of us, set it on the song, would, uh, would sing the song. Like, uh, how they were swinging, that was our keyboard player, the late Ricky West. And uh, he was the vocalist on, on that particular song. But a lot of other songs were group singing together, like Funky Stuff, Jungle Book, mm-hmm. all those songs were um, the band singing together, Open Sesame, Summer Madness didn't have any vocals. But the first real lead vocalist was uh, JT Taylor.
0: Well, a lot of people don't even realize you guys started out more in, in jazz.
1: Yeah, we had several big hits uh, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hollywood Swinger, Jungle Boogie, Monkey sauce I'm a Madness, Open Chessity. And then, of course, when we got to lead singer, we moved on into the 80s. You know, we had all the hits of the 80s, from Celebration to Cherries, you know, Too Hot, and on and on.
0: And then in the 90s, it was like every hip-hop group in the world began sampling you guys.
1: <laughs> yes, you're right about that. Yeah, we, besides James Brown, we were one of the most sampled bands out there in the industry. Will Smith, and Diddy, and on and on are you okay with that yeah we uh hey yeah, it, it, it kind of helped the band in terms of um the artists or the fans base that they had but they realized that that was the music of cooling again they gave us a broader bass, you know and they did a good job with i mean will smith you know that was a, <laughs> <laughs> summertime, his record
0: oh yeah
1: and he was on uh, the whole track he just changed the rap the, rap, the concept but,
0: yeah well how, how large is the group these days and 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 your brother he's he's still a big part of it right?
1: yeah we still have four of the uh original members uh other four passed over the years and then uh with new guys i got some guys been with me for fifteen years twenty years but when you talk about fifty years it's a long time but uh we uh we' on stage with anywhere between eleven to fourteen depending on the show sometimes we and uh Four horns, you know, four or five horns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, my brother doesn't go out on the road all the time anymore. He's in the studio working on projects. But you know, when he comes out, and my son's out there sometimes, he does a little hip hop, little rap thing going on. He goes on and press our band. So anywhere between eleven to fourteen, because of what we decide to do and what type of gig we have.
0: Well, this one's uh, outdoors uh, on the street. Celebrate Erie on a Saturday night, so. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what do you expect to play that night and the live show.
1: Well, um, we'll probably have at least 11 musicians on that show, and my son might join me on that show. Um, okay. Of course, we we'll do the hits of the 70s and, and the hits of the 80s, you know, from, like I said, uh, Hollywood swing and jungle boogies, all racing, too hot, ladies and ice fresh. <laughs> get that
0: horn <harness laughs> That's just it. Yeah, you got a lot of them to squeeze in
1: yeah problem is is that we got the call them gangheads the old fans when you do a show they want to hear a lot of the stuff in the 70s mm-hmm. as well and not enough time to do all the all the songs that we have recorded mm-hmm. so i'll probably be calling i mean doing the right songs that uh that we think that the audience gonna like the more popular songs i mean a lot of times we request for uh stone love how come you guys didn't do Stone love all <laughs> oh, I hey, why do you do, whisper Why do, you, why do, you, why do you, I remember John Cole saying, or Thank Funky you. Granny? <laughs> We'd be playing uh, for a uh, 12-hour show to come all of us all.
0: We'd be quite. Well, you Monk is a godfather at point. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: my uh, father father's a boxer. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a feather, featherweight, lightweight. And, uh, the top five and, uh, over in New York, where he, uh, where he used to uh, train at. There was an apartment building over there, and Dorian's Mark, uh, lived there along with my father and two other fighters, and they became friends, so. When I was born, he, uh, asked oh, Dorian to be my grandfather. Whoa. Not knowing that I was going to be a baseball player, or, you know, uh, not even knowing I was going to be a musician. But that's kind of like it all happened, you know. And Miles Davis is another one. <laughs> yeah. Miles Davis, Used to, uh, want to box. Mm-hmm. He would come over to the gym every now and then and want to get in the ring of my pop Miles, you don't know that. You, yeah. okay. <laughs> you hit the wrong way, bust your lips, bust
0: up your career. <laughs> right. Did those guys help you out musically, you know, when you were young? No, not
1: really. We were fans of theirs. We listened to Miles Davis all his pop. Mm-hmm. Don Coltrane. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Cheryl
0: Sanders,
1: uh, Leon Thomas, Corey Tyner. All those guys we listened to. The person that kind of helped us, helped us out a little bit was a bus driver who was uh, the driver for James Brown. Huh? Who knew a friend of my mothers. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, told this other guy who had worked with James Brown by the name of Gene Red, about us. And that's when Gene Red came and he saw us. At that time, we were called the Soul Town Band because we started off as the... Uh, the Jazz Jacks. And then, uh, we changed the name to the Soul Town Band because we were backing up a, uh, a review in Jersey City called the Soul Town Review. They were trying to be like the Motown Review. And so, uh, when Gene saw us, he became interested. And uh, we had to change the name, got to get a name, and that uh, they were, uh, there was this club and this MC would always put, always call my name, that's cool. Cool on base. So one night we came into the club and he had this idea, he had this poster, and it had Cool in the Flames. It had like a big block of ice and the flames melting, the ice for cool, it, etc., et, cetera, et cetera. So we took that name off for a minute, but when we started working with Gene and started recording, we realized that James Brown had James Brown in the Famous Flames. But we didn't want to have any problems with the Godfather system. Why don't we just change the name and call it Gang, because the sound is a jazz funk on these sort of sound that we're coming out with. And we said, okay, let's call ourselves Cooling Gang and the rest of the system. Uh-huh. It was the Cooling Gang <laughs> for 50 years. Well, well, Cooling Gang wasn't quite good the but the band 50 years ago. Cooling Gang came out in 1969, and we changed the name in 1968.
0: What do you guys uh what are you working on these days? Is there any kind of new album in the work?
1: Yeah, uh we hope to get uh a single out and the album out top of next year. Uh that we're working on. Uh, uh the working title of the song is that song called Is It Cool With You. So uh, it will be the first time kind of lead vocal five. our two new guys, uh Charlotte. Sean McCullough and Lavelle Evans since JT left. So um, that's the working title mm-hmm. and I read the album right now. We're checking it around.
0: might be called Legacy. We're not sure. But i ask you a question. Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Good. What, what about my JT's day Is there any chance of him ever coming back again, working with you guys again? Or Well, he came
1: back. He came back in 19, six, 1995. And he stayed with us in 1999, that he left again. So, I'm one, uh, not to say never, say never, that will never happen again. But we, you know, we, since he's been gone, we're locked in, we got two lead singers, uh, and we're traveling all over the world, like, you know, like we just spoke about, we're planning for opening for Van Halen's and the Kid Rocks and uh, Brian Adams and Dave Matthews' van and on and on. So I don't really see unless it's something that somebody can bring to the table to us that it's really make a great difference with J T because J T we had a history before J T. Uh the seventies was from you know, Jungle Boogie, I was winning, fucking stuff. I'm a man it. So you know, and he was there for the eighties. So they might never say never. Right now he's kinda of doing his own thing and I think he likes it that way. So hey. Do what you do what you have to
0: do, right? Well, you know, not not many bands after all this time are still, you know, vital and then you know really drawing as well as you guys do on the road. What do you th- think has kept it rolling so strong and, and kind of kicked it up to gear?
1: Yeah, well, um, I, uh, I think our fan base, uh Davis day. I mean, uh, we do it all over the world. We're just on travel America. We. Oh, uh, Johannesburg to uh, Hong Kong. Okay. <laughs> it's all in between. From the Singapore to the Australians, uh, you know, all up in Poland, Warsaw, you know, Budapest. Uh, wow. <laughs> you know, we're a touring band. And uh, I think that that's what has kind of kept us alive, in know, for all these
0: years mm-hmm. of what we do, you know. Again, boogie on down to see Cool and the Gang perform a free show on August 15th at 8 p.m. And for more coverage on the show and other Celebrate Erie happenings, visit GoEerie.com.